Welcome to the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk about retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. Here's your host, Megan Kendrick. Welcome to the Spa Retailer Podcast. I'm here with David Wood, our publisher, once again. We thought we'd give you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look at our July-August edition, which we have dubbed the expansion issue. Um, So this idea, Dave, I think you brought it up actually a long time ago. Do you remember where this idea kind of first came from? You know, it's funny. First of all, I guess thanks for letting me come back. I figured after the first podcast, you would have kicked me off and never invited me back. (laughs) So I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's funny, you know, some of these ideas we kick around for literally years and either we feel like an issue doesn't get traction or we feel like, you know, maybe the timing isn't quite right. Um, but I can honestly say with this expansion, I mean, the credit really goes probably to Sue Rogers is the one that stands out. Uh, Sue runs Oregon hot tubs. I remember, uh, meeting with her in our booth, uh, I believe a show like 2010 or 11, that's how far back this goes, where there were a lot of dealers that were retrenching based on the economy and kind of coming out of that recession. And uh, she was very adamant, uh, along with other members of a buying group that she was in uh, called the Gemini Group, that were really encouraging their members to expand. And, you know, it kind of left a brief impression like, wow, that's a really aggressive move. And of course, I mean, she's a very smart marketer. I mean, she just turned out to be very visionary in seeing that. And we started talking to other retailers over the next maybe 18 months after that, that we were starting to hear the same thing. Like they weren't just putting their heads in the sand. They were actually realizing that many of their local competitors were either cutting back themselves, particularly in advertising, or unfortunately, some of them just flat out closed. So uh, they use that as an opportunity to really look for new markets in their cities and, and rapidly grew. And I think from that, you know, we just kind of started playing with that internally. I mean, as you know, we meet every Monday going through different story ideas. And finally, I felt like we really had critical mass where it wasn't really something we could ignore. Right. And a lot of times what happens is that you'll come to me with an idea or someone else in the, in the office will say, Hey, what do we do? How about we do a story on this? And I'm like, that's great. But, <laughs> you know, we've got all of these other things kind of already going on and we have to find a, a way to fit it in there. And, and this, the more we talked about it, we realized that it would really make for a great theme issue instead of just a, a one-off story. And so that, of course, even requires some more forward planning and, you know, we have to get it in our, our media kit. And um, so, it, you know, it takes, for something like this, we go back to actually get it started, it, you know, probably go back almost a year of working on it before it really comes out. You're right. And I think one of the things, uh, I mean, we, we, we of course hear from a lot of uh, subscribers and readers that talk about uh, articles that they like, but I think you would agree probably the most feedback we get for any one uh, story or issue usually are these themed issues. And uh, they're a pretty big investment on uh, for us with, with our size team, but they turn out to be, you know, incredibly beneficial. I hope for most of our readers where we can really go into five or six or seven stories, uh, departments and features on a particular topic and expansion is just ideally suited for that. So, um, there's, there's a lot of content, uh, regarding expansion in the current book for sure. 
Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned Sue Rogers because even though she may have been the inspiration for this, we didn't even actually get to talk to her for it. (laughs) But there are so many retailers who are, yeah, there are so many retailers who are expanding. um, And I mean, I can probably name off like eight or nine off the top of my head that we didn't specifically talk to for this issue. But I think it just sort of gives you um, an idea of just the the breadth of what we've been hearing. Every time I got somebody on the phone, they would tell me their story and they say, hey, you should talk to this person or this person because they're in the middle of this process too. So, um, you know, Oregon Hot Tubs was one of them, Mainly Tubs, Georgia Spa Company, Premier Hot Tubs, Minnesota Hot Tubs, Backyard Pool and Spa, Patio Pleasures, Long Island Hot Tubs, Olympic Spas. I mean, like the list goes on and on, right? Absolutely. Well, I think that's one of the things that you've seen too is you know, it's almost be careful what you wish for once we started really doing the research with our editorial team. I mean, I'm sure, you know, stories and components of this issue that we never thought about creeped up. You know, how do you kind of narrow down that focus from kind of a broad, broad approach of, uh, approach of just expansion? What, what, what's kind of, what was your mindset behind that? Yeah, so that can be one of the hardest things is when you have, it's like, let's do an issue on expansion. I mean, that's great, but exactly what are we going to talk about? Um, and we've done ourselves a few favors because, as our regular readers will know, we kind of have the magazine sectioned off where we have um, a story each month on marketing or merchandising or operations. Um, and so that sort of helps. We can kind of take a look at, all right, how does expansion fit into those buckets that we've start, sort of already established? Um So that's how we do kind of that part. Um, When it came to the feature this time, though, I was a little surprised. Uh, I didn't have a very clear vision of what I wanted to talk about. Um, I kind of was going to wing it. I was like, let's, I'm going to keep talking to retailers and see what they tell me and see if something sort of sticks. Um, And the idea of the feature ended up being about, you know, buying your buildings versus leasing your properties. and that actually came from talking to Jeremy Graham, and he is the he's the retailer that we feature in uh, this issue's stores department, and he was also one of our 2016 retail stars. As I was talking to him about his really incredible <laughs> uh, attempt to get this new store open, he just was really adamant that he wanted to buy a property. He felt like it was the best move for his business and the best move for uh, him personally and for uh, his prospects going forward. And so that kind of stuck in my mind. So the more and more I talked to retailers for this issue, that was something that I, that I brought up and I found that um, everyone I talked to had really strong opinions on it one way or the other. Um, and it, so it was just a really interesting how that kind of came together because starting out that was not what I a topic that I thought we would specifically be covering. Well, and he's got a beautiful store. I mean, we can yes. we can definitely learn from from that. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, that's actually created. I mean, we won't give our secret sauce away, but that's some of the things we saw in that story and, and got from that story are leading to future content, um, just based on how how well that that shows to the general public. Yeah, absolutely. That was probably one of my favorite stories in the issue was um, just the backstory with with Jeremy's struggle and all of the things that he had to go through to get that store open. And then, of course, the results are beautiful and and the sales have followed, which I think is the the big thing. Right. Like it's it's not just a beautiful store. Like it's really been great for him and his business. So that was that was pretty fascinating. Um, Absolutely. Did you have a favorite story in this issue? 
Well, I guess that, you know, the proud papa, I'm proud of the whole book, but, um, you know, the, the one that kind of sticks out for me was actually the, the department by Linda, uh, that, that talked about consistency, uh, with your, you know, kind of your stores when you start adding multiple stores. And I think a lot of times, you know, we're so focused on a single unit, um, uh, to try to make that one store look great, but, there's actually a lot to be said. There's been a lot of studies about the benefits when you start adding two or more stores. To have those stores have a certain look and feel it doesn't mean that they can't have some individual elements. But I mean, there's a reason why franchises work. You know, people if they go into McDonald's, whether you like them or not, you kind of know what you're going to get. They're laid out a certain way. Uh, you know, I might prefer more of an, an in and out approach, but nonetheless, it, it's still something very consistent. And I think. You know, when you start adding two, three, four stores, you want that store to be laid out a certain way. You want the lighting to be consistent. You want the signage to be consistent. And I thought Linda did a great job with that and really started to talk about how important and how thoughtful, you know, you really should be when you when you start adding that second, third, fourth store. Um, so that was probably the obvious choice. But, you know, again, one of the other topics that we feature, which actually wasn't intended to be part of the expansion issue was us uh, using one of our features to talk about swim spas. And, you know, again, that was some of the feedback we got from interviews that a lot of dealers are expanding their stores or into other locations because of the floor space they want to allocate to swim spas. And that was kind of, you know, kind of a pseudo expansion story. But, you know, I thought nonetheless, it's a pretty important component and and that one probably creeped in there a little bit for me as well. Yeah, that was really interesting. Um, Sean Maynard, who we talked to for the buying versus leasing feature, that was one of his things that he said was, you know, I'm I'm expanding my original location to make room for more swim spas. And so I think that's something that a lot of people are looking at right now is, you know, I want to get in the swim spa business. Do I have the floor space? How am I going to do this? And and that uh, causes them to to make a move. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that was great. Um, I'm looking forward to getting feedback from everyone on this. I think it's a really strong issue. And I mean, we all have our favorites, you know, issues that we like, or frankly, we always are pretty self-critical, but this one, I really, I'm really proud of this one. You guys did a great job on this one. I'm with you. I'm with you too. I usually, um, you know, once we send an issue to press, I kind of never want to look at it again because you've spent, you know, four, five, six months on this. And so you're kind of sick of it. Exactly. <laughs> but, but this one, I keep going back to and um, wanting to talk about it and, and look at it. And I really, I'm with you. I'm really proud of it. I think it turned out really well. Definitely. Well, to get away from talking about this particular issue, I thought it would be interesting, Dave, when you and I got together on the podcast to talk about some of the things um, outside of our industry that we're reading or watching or listening to. Um, I think, you know, we run a magazine, so we definitely believe that um, to learn and grow your business, you need to be reading and not just in, in our magazine, but, you know, outside of the industry as well, you can take inspiration from so many different different places. And so um, what, is there anything that you have been listening to or watching or reading that you think um, other people in our industry would find interesting and beneficial? Well, you know, I'm just like everyone else. I mean, it's, it's hard sometimes with the, the pressures of life, they find the time, but ironically, I just uh, listened to a podcast uh, this past weekend, which was called the master of scale with uh, Reed Hoffman. And 
you know, it's kind of funny when I was uh, uh, kind of looking at this podcast and preparing for it, uh, I didn't really see the correlation, but it's actually <laughs> perfect for this. And it's a great podcast I would encourage our readers to take a look at. It's actually Reed Hoffman, if you don't know who he is, is a Silicon Valley investor. And he's actually uh, talking extensively with uh, Mark Zuckerberg from uh, Facebook. And it's not so much about Facebook. What I loved about it was talking about Facebook dealing with their growth from basically zero to, you know, whatever, how many billions of dollars are worth now, 400 billion or something north of that. And them dealing with the growth and managing that growth. And I thought it was really great. Uh, but that Reed Hoffman talks to a lot of people about kind of uh, tech and where it's going and growing your business. So that would be the one I would recommend if you can at least carve out 15 or 20 minutes of your week uh, for sure. How about you? Uh, so I have been, there's a new season of the How I Built This podcast, which is a NPR podcast. Um, and each episode they talk to someone about how they started their business and, and how they built it. And it, they're always really interesting. And everyone's backstory is so different, yet so the same. <laughs> exactly, yeah. um, I really clear? enjoyed the one. Yeah, I really enjoyed the one from John Mackey. Yeah, he's the guy who founded Whole Foods. So that was really interesting. Um, I thought the one with Maureen and Tony Wheeler, their husband and wife team who created Lonely Planet, the travel guides. Mm -hmm. Those are both, I thought, really interesting. And I'm excited that there's a new season of this one out because I, I really like it. Um, and then a book that I have recently read that I really enjoyed was um, When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi. Um, he's a neurosurgeon who, it's sort of his autobiography. He was diagnosed with cancer. And so it's just a, a beautifully written book and a really moving story. And I felt it was just a great reminder about what's really important in life. I would I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's sort of been a, this is kind of a personal goal of mine this year to do more reading and, you know, listening good luck to with that. I know, I know. I mean, so far so good. I've read a lot. I mean, mostly fiction, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, this was, this was a good one. I think, I think anyone could take something from it. So. Awesome. Well, good tips for sure. Well, thank you, Dave, for joining me again. We're going to close things off right there. Um, anyone who has questions or feedback on this issue or the podcast, uh, please get in touch with us at spallretailer at podcast.com. We really enjoy hearing from you guys and talking to you and, you know, our, like like this issue, this entire theme came from one conversation with the retailer. So you never, you never know how things might, might develop, but thanks Send for joining me, Dave. Absolutely. Thanks guys. You've been listening to the Spa Retailer Podcast. You can download previous episodes on iTunes, Google Play, or at spawretailer.com slash podcast. Be sure to download the Spa Retailer app where you can also listen to the podcast and get access to all the magazine articles as well as exclusive content.